Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. You know those Sundays in which suddenly everything that's going on is connecting with where you are? And so far, at least, this is one of these Sundays for me. I mean, the hymn, Just As I Am, without one single plea, just as we are. I mean, that's the gospel in a nutshell. It's my whole sermon. And then, I didn't even look at it beforehand, but turn to page six and look at the collect. It's just incredible. And this this also is like my whole sermon in a nutshell. I mean, you know our necessities before we ask. That's amazing. And our ignorance in asking, we get to be ignorant. And then have compassion on our weakness. So we're just saying weakness is sort of the name of the game here for us. Give us these things which for our unworthiness we dare not. And then this next one, our blindness we cannot ask. We can't even ask and and we want to be given it through the worthiness of Jesus. Well, Amen. Thank you. It's just, this is amazing. Well, all right, this is the way I was going to start. Because it's a warm Sunday uh, in July, I want to tell you a Christmas story. And it concerns a man I know who was an Episcopal priest and also a husband and a father. And this man has a son, and it concerns a time when the son was in third grade. And at the boys' school, there was an arts and crafts class And in the fall, the boy decided to make a present for his father to give him a Christmas. He decided to make a little tray, the kind that his father could put on the dresser to put his change in. And so the son molded the tray out of clay. And one evening when his father was out, uh, he brought the tray home and he and his mother baked it in the oven. Then he took it back to school, he painted it a lovely green and orange, and finally he took it home again. He put a big bow on it, and he hid it in his closet. So finally, Christmas morning arrived. Uh, The boy wanted the tray to be such a surprise that he didn't put it under the tree. He kept it hidden in his closet, and so the family unwrapped all the other presents, and then the boy jumped up and said, wait, there's one more. And he ran out of the living room and up the stairs, and his father and mother heard their son going into the room uh, and then running down the stairs, and then they heard a huge crash. And they went out into the hallway, and there was their son who had tripped on the bottom of the stairs, and there was the tray on the floor in hundreds of pieces. So the boy burst into tears, and his father, who told me this story, said that to his everlasting shame, he picked up his son, hugged him, and said, there, there, it doesn't matter. And that is terrible theology. Fortunately, the mother was a better theologian, and she came to the rescue. She took the son in her own arms, and she said to her husband, Honey, if this doesn't matter, then nothing matters.
in today's gospel, Jesus says to you and me, your broken offerings mean everything to me. Jesus chose to become a broken offering for us. And he takes you and me this morning, as we are, broken offerings and all, ignorance and all, unworthiness and all, and loves us as he finds us. The broken tray in today's gospel is the food, the five loaves of bread and the two fish, that really kind of pathetic little effort to try to feed so many. So let's look at the story for just a second. The disciples have just come back from going out in pairs to preach and teach, and now they're back and they're full of excitement about how well it has gone. But they're also exhausted. So Jesus suggests that they go away to some quiet place where they can rest and relax and debrief and refresh themselves before going out again. And so they get into a boat and they sail across the Sea of Galilee to the other side. When the crowd on the shore sees the, uh, Jesus and the disciples leave, they do some quick thinking. They take off around the edge of the shore and they move so quickly that they get to the opposite side before Jesus and they pick up a lot of others along the way. So when the boat nears the shore, the disciples see the 5,000 people waiting for them on the beach. And you can almost hear what the disciples are thinking. Sort of, wait a minute, what's going on? We need a break, we deserve a break, we can't handle this crowd, let's turn around. However, Jesus tells them to land and he starts teaching and healing. And then comes the bad theology. It's growing late, people are getting hungry, and when Jesus suggests that they need to be fed, the disciples say, we're supposed to come up with $200 to buy bread? We can't do it. Tell them to go home. Send them away to get their own meals. You can almost hear uh, James and John standing up and shouting, Listen up, people. God helps those who help themselves. God helps those who learn how to carry their trays a little more carefully. And that is a lie. I've said it before. I'm saying it right now. And maybe I'll say it in somehow in every sermon I ever preach till the day I die. Nowhere in the Bible will you find the words, God helps those who help themselves. Something terrible happens when you base your life on the theology that God helps those who helps themselves. Because you begin to believe that everything depends on how well you help yourself. And the work and the energy and the effort and the time that you put into helping yourself can have the effect of crowding out love. Something terrible happens when you base your life on the theology that God helps those who help themselves. 
you begin to miss out on love. And that is why the core of the gospel is Jesus saying, I help those who cannot help themselves, who are ignorant, who come just as they are without one plea. The good news of God in Jesus Christ is that he takes me at face value as I am, flaws and all, vulnerabilities and all, hurts and all, hates and all, broken trays and all, and loves me as he finds me. I had an experience of this core of the gospel just this past week. Um, I was praying with a friend up in Springfield, Massachusetts, where I live. My friend had some broken trays, and this is what he prayed. Lord, please help all of us who can't help making stupid choices. Jesus is not big on the one who prays, Lord, from time to time I need, may need just a little assistance to help me keep on making wise choices. But boy, Jesus is big on the one who cries out, I need to be saved from always making stupid choices. So one more time, the message of today's gospel is that in Christ, God takes you and me as we are, hurts and all, hates and all, broken trays and all, and loves us as he finds us. You know, John Ford made a powerful film called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And in this film, Jimmy Stewart's girlfriend says to him at one point, I love you. And Jimmy responds, yeah, but do you like me? And that is the word from the cross. That is the word to those who have broken trays. That is the word to those who cannot help themselves. The crucified Jesus says to you and me this morning, I don't just love you. I really, really like you. So, in closing, here's the question. How are we supposed to respond to this word from the cross? With our broken trays in our hands, with our own ability to help ourselves just crashing to a halt, what are we supposed to do? Well, there is a man named Hartshorn Murphy who helps us to see the answer. Hartshorn is an Episcopal priest. I attended a conference once that he was leading, and during one talk, Hartshorn told us of a time way back in 1973 when he was engaged to be married. His fiance said to him, what do you like to do? And Hartshorn said, well, I like to swim. So on their honeymoon, they went to the coast of South Carolina. And one morning, they put on their bathing suits and they walked down to the beach and they stepped out into the water. And they waded out until the water was up to their necks. And then Hartshorn's wife turned and said to him, 
I don't really know how to swim. And suddenly, a strong undertow kicked into gear, and both of them were dragged away from the beach and out into the deep water. And they waved their arms and they yelled to their friends on the beach, but the waves were too big and the wind was too strong. And so, at that moment, Hartshorn's wife of four days turned to him and said, you go back to the beach. This has been a wonderful week. And Hartshorn said to his wife, if we're going to die, let's die together. And they both simply lay back in the water and let go. And just then, a little wave came along and lifted them and nudged them just a bit toward the beach. And then another wave came along and another and another until they reached dry ground. The God who helps those who cannot help themselves invites you and me this morning with all of our broken trays to just lean back and trust that the arms of the crucified and risen Jesus will be there. Or, as we're going to sing during communion, come as you are, come as you are, fall in his arms, come as you are. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.